Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, I think, you know, there was uh, a lot of things that transpired. This wasn't, uh, you know, a draft day uh, thing, you know. Uh, this was uh, started with a conversation in February um, that the season ended. And I just expressed, you know, my desire to be uh, more involved in conversations that directly affected my job. What is going on, people? Episode number 22. Mitch McCartney, Danny Lucy here. What's up, Mitch? <laughs> Your eyes are looking really beautiful today. By oh, the way. my goodness. Yeah, we're sitting across from each other right now. Yes, we are. It is the first ever in-person podcast in Guys Being Dudes history. Um, Special day. Oh, it's a, Yes, it's a special day. It's oh, a yeah. special day. To say the least, I just, we did it, dude. We did it. I mean, we didn't really do anything. We didn't achieve anything different, but uh, I don't know. It's the first in-person podcast. Uh, we've got some updated equipment. We hope you guys can, you know, hear the, uh, hopeful, hopefully the quality improvement. Um, and we got a, we got a loaded show for you today, don't we? Oh yeah, we do. Absolutely loaded. This is probably some groundbreaking news in the NFL because um, Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, who has been playing 17 years of remarkably one of the best football uh, performances we've ever seen. The Green Bay Packers starting quarterback expressed that he is not happy with the way that the organization is kind of dealing with um, um, with him and his voice in general and his opinions within the organization, his scouting um, tips that he gives them consistently. So there was a interview that happened uh, right before the 2021 spring uh, training, um, not spring summer, training, but tra- the, training camp, yeah. uh, training camp. Just exactly. A couple days ago. Right. So during the summer, they have training camp before the season, before the preseason, whatever. And he held a press conference and he expressed his um his struggles with the organization and he would consistently be giving uh, them like tips on what players to pick up on the draft and uh, what players to kind of pick up in the off season. And they kind of like don't use his, what he expressed or the way he said it, they don't use his um, tips uh, when they go towards these free agents and when he go, when they go towards these rookies. So, I mean, Mitch, how do you feel about this situation about Aaron Rodgers not being happy with the organization and saying that he will play this next year of the contract, but he may look elsewhere after. I, I respect the hell out of it, man. I mean, we're in an era of player empowerment now and you see that a lot in the NBA and just now, just recently you're starting to see that in the national football league as well. 
And like, I mean, this is super recent. Like Kirk Cousins, remember when he signed that massive contract with the Vikings a couple years ago? Yeah. He was the first player to have a guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I mean, I know it's it's kind of like the big name players are the only ones that are getting these guaranteed contracts. But uh there there is player empowerment and Green Bay has pushed pushed back on that. They've thought for some reason to ignore the wants and the needs, quite frankly, of their star quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. And not only is he a star quarterback, I mean, we're talking an absolute generational talent. I mean, guy's been in the league since 05. He's won a Super Bowl. He should have more than he does. But I don't think Green Bay does the best to put a good supporting cast around him. And like, what are we seeing right now in Tampa Bay? You know, like Brady finally has like the he's got the show. I mean, he has all to say. Right, exactly. And they they listen to him. You know, Belichick, he, you know, he was a rigid guy. We're going to do things my way. Well, Bruce Arians, you know, the head coach down there and Tom Brady, they tend to work together. And obviously it's working out because generally the first time that a head coach and a quarterback get together, they never, I mean, they, they sure don't win a Super Bowl, but they don't normally have as much success as they should have, as much success as they do end up having in their second and third year. But yeah. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, no problem. Mm-hmm. They get there, boom. Well, it's just one of those situations where like Brady is able to go into the front office and point out the players that he wants to grab on free agency or maybe during the draft. But like this is pretty groundbreaking to see Brady do this because we weren't able to see really any NFL players be able to do this um, because it's just there's a separation between the front office and the players. So when you see uh, Brady being able to like point out these players and have success doing so and he wasn't able to do this on the Patriots it just kind of tells you right now that like uh, how much word or how much opinion or how much voice these players have when they're on the organization like on organizations like the Packers and the Patriots right these like I mean hey news news flash people these star quarterbacks they know what the hell they're doing they know who they want to throw the ball to so it's like, I mean, Danny, like, let, let, I mean, you're a, you're a welder, you know what I mean? Like if you had someone that helped you out, right. And you didn't, you know, you didn't like them. Wouldn't you want your boss, you go to your boss, Hey, me and I don't know, Tom, <laughs> me and Tom, man, like, you know, Tom, he's a good guy, but you know, he does this, he does that. It, it's just not working out. Partner me with uh partner me with John. And they're like, nah, nah, you're sticking with Tom, dude. Like you would be frustrated because it's like, man, I can't do my job as well as I could if I had someone better there to assist me. Right. So They're forcing you to basically work with somebody that's not compatible with your personality, with your work ethic, maybe with your like routine. So it just kind of makes you uh, off your mojo when you're trying to go in on, on a day in a day out basis of just basically flooding your mind with the sport of football. So, I mean, it's just kind of hard to see. um Aaron Rodgers go through this because at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers has been playing an excellent 17 years of football and he's not even able to recruit one person or even have a say in one person that they pick up. And this is still going on. And he expressed that how players that were very, very big names, basically just naming off Clay Matthews or all the wide receivers that he's, you know, had success with like Randall Cobb. Um, that when they exited the organization, they kind of spoke out against the organization and didn't have really anything positive to say about the organization in general. 
they're basically just sending off these players, you know, training them away, or maybe they just let them walk in free agency. And these players are just kind of, you know, not treated well when they're exiting the doors of Lambeau Field. It's just the organization just treats these players kind of just like shit, like, like they basically look down on these players and they don't respect these players and they do receive respect. They should receive respect at the end of the day by these organizations because of how much money they're making for the team. Right. And I mean, on the Aaron Rodgers side of things, like it just baffles me. Like, how could you not like, I just don't understand how in 2021 you don't decide to consult your star quarterback when you're making a big roster decision. It's dumb. Yeah. It's, it's, stupid. it's straight up stupid at this point. Like you have to, you know, your court, the quarterback is so much of the team. He needs to be involved, whether he sucks or whether he is someone like Aaron Rodgers who's just screaming talent right. all over the place. They need to be involved in the decisions because at the end of the day, they're making just about every on-field decision. You know, I mean, the ball goes to the quarterback on every single play. So I mean, he's an important guy. He's got to know his personnel. And he, in my opinion, in our opinion, I think has to have a say in roster decisions. And if like, let's, let's look in the future here real quick. Like, so Aaron, obviously, you know, he he showed up to training camp. He's going to, he's going to play along this year, give it another go, whatever. And, you know, you listen to his training camp interview and they said they threw a bunch of money at him. And he said, no, he said, "It's, it's not about the money. It's I want. I want more power. I want these decisions. He wants more say. Right. He wants more. He wants more say. So let's look to the future. Do you think that like, where, where do you think this ha- ends up like next year? Like, do you think, and of course, probably a lot of that depends on how the Packers play this upcoming season. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But what do you think could happen? Do you think that this, let's call it, I don't know call out by Aaron Rodgers of like the Green Bay Packers as an organization. Do you think that is going to scare the Packers straight? And they're like, oh shit, maybe we should listen to our star quarterback more, you know? Or do you think that they're just going to keep being same old Green Bay and stick to their, you know, rigid way where they're the bosses and the players are the employees? By the end of the day, um, it's going to be too late for that decision to listen to their quarterback because they're going to let the season play out. They're not going to listen to Aaron a little bit more during the beginning of the season. And once they start going downhill, um, Aaron Rodgers is always already going to want out. The organization's not going to be happy. I mean, once Aaron Rodgers go, I mean, one of their best players, Devontae Adams, I mean, I rate him as the top five wide receivers in the league. He's going to want out. I mean, member of the 99 overall club and Madden 22. Yeah, definitely, dude. He he deserves it though. At the end of the day, because just the way that he's able to shine under the spotlight, and he's able to just come every game with consistency. And Aaron Rodgers is always targeting him. Um, Devontae Adams likes his role with Aaron Rodgers. Definitely, he knows that Aaron Rodgers is going to boost his stats. I mean, just last season he had 115 receptions, 1,374 receiving yards, and 18 touchdowns in 15 games. This guy's getting paid $12.25 million um, this next season. And, I mean, it's a $3.6 million signing bonus. So this is the extension that they're basically trying to give him right now, right? So it's just they're... Well, they've, they've cut off talks as of right now. Yeah, because they're dealing with a whole 
hurricane full bullshit that is happening right now because players are now speaking up against the organization. So they have to worry about every single player at that right. point. They can't worry about Devonte Adams contract. Yes. Lots of drama going on there. Oh, in yeah. Bay. And like to put it in perspective, like you said, Adams is going to make 12.25 million in a base salary this year. He's got a $3.6 million signing bonus. Um, that's going to be what he's making this year. And there are receivers like Deandre Hopkins of the Cardinals. I mean, and it's nothing against DeAndre Happen. He's a fantastic receiver. In my opinion, Adams is the best receiver in the league right now. And Hopkins is making $25 million a year. Oh, yeah. And then Tyreek Hill is also making cheddar. A, yeah. Straight cheddar. Yeah. Way more Cheetah than Devontae Adams. And I think Devontae Adams is probably number three on the top five, in my opinion. I'd say that, who or not Julio, but Devontae Ad, or DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill are probably on top uh, as the one and two. But I mean, Devontae Adams, I'm not taking away from any of his talents, discrediting him in any way. But um, Devontae Adams definitely is having a good run. And um, to see him basically receive this contract extension when the Packers are $34.5 million over their salary cap is kind of frustrating to see because, I mean, they have to worry about every single player at this point and they have to worry about um, his contract also. Right. And they're really kind of screwed, to be honest, like to begin with, because the whole thing is like they don't want to give him this huge contract because they're struggling. They're already way over the salary cap for 2022, which was extended. So they're 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 in a tough spot because DeAndre is like or DeAndre. Sorry, Devante is like, hey, I, I want more money. I deserve more money. I'm damn near, if not, you know, the best receiver in the league. I'm top two, top three at least. I deserve to be paid like that and you need to pay me like that. But, you know, Green Bay's having trouble. They're, you know, projected to be $35.5 million over the 2022 salary cap. They're dealing with uncertainty at quarterback, obviously, as we just mentioned with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. I mean, that, you know, of course, it kind of wrapped up a little bit with Rodgers reporting to training camp unless something unexpected happens, which at this point, who the hell knows? Because well, do you think that he's mad? about Jordan Love being picked up in the draft. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and I think this is what it's mostly about, though, at the end of the day, is Dude, because I don't think you... he wanted Jordan Love as his backup. Dude, they wa- they wasted a first-round pick, and it would have been different, too, because reports last year out of, or was Love taken two years ago? Whenever he was taken, I believe it was last year. Um, I remember reports out of that training camp were not good about Jordan Love. Uh, A lot of accuracy issues, command problems, not a ton of pocket poise. Uh, It wasn't looking pretty. So, and especially like if it would have been different, like imagine like you could almost compare that to remember when uh, Alex Smith was still on the Chiefs and they drafted Mahomes. Yeah. Because things were different because training camps out of that, out of that first training camps when Mahomes was a rookie, everyone's like, dude, this kid's good. And obviously things worked out because the NFL has never seen another quarterback of the likes of Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, yeah, I would be pissed. Like imagine if, if they, you know, your work hired someone to replace you without, you know, telling. And I have to train this person. I have to show this person the ropes of basically everything that I do. Three three weeks later, they're like, Hey Danny, you know, you, you had a good run here, but this, this new guy, 
by the way, by the way, this new guy, you did a fantastic job training him. In fact, you did such a good job that you can walk out that door. Yeah. Goodbye. See ya. I'd say, Sayonara. Right. <laughs> I would be pissed. I would probably flip them the finger, you know, just right up in the air, right in their faces. I'd be saying fuck you all around because like at the end of the day, I put my heart and soul into this organization. I even trained somebody for you and they just basically don't even, you know, I don't know, throw you a going away party. Oh, they just kind of go, all right, well, um, you can leave tomorrow. Your shit's by the fucking door. And if, here's a box, right? And here's a bus ticket. <laughs> Clear exactly. your desk out. Yeah. <laughs> go get lost. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> kick rocks. No, yeah, I mean, it would piss me off. And not only, so like, not only did they use a first round pick to draft his potential replacement, but that's a pick that they didn't use to add to an actual roster need. You know, they did not need to draft a backup quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is amazing. He's fine. He's good. You know, you could have drafted an off. Well, I mean, I don't know. Green Bay's got a pretty good offensive line as it is. They tend to develop pretty good offensive linemen. So, but you could have drafted another offensive lineman. You could have you could have done something in which you suck at and actually drafted a good defensive player, but you suck at that. You never really do good at that. They never needed to like pick up a quarterback right now, though. They could have just picked up a quarterback his final year when he's like, all right, this year I'm gonna retire. So then the following year, you're like, okay, well. Um, well, the year before that, you're like, all right, well, I'm going to pick up a quarterback and I'm going to have him train under Aaron Rodgers for one year, teach him the playbook and everything. You didn't need to draft somebody like four years prior to his retirement. And he did say that he considered retirement at the end of the day because it's just like, I don't know. He's just done with like the grind, I guess. You it could sounds say. like an exhausting relationship, honestly. I mean, yeah, that's it's pretty frustrating and having a bad you know, you want to have a good relationship at your job because at the end of the day, you're at, you're at work a lot, you know, you, you want to have a good relationship there. So I don't know. It, it's, it's tough. I, if I was Rogers, I would probably contemplate retiring too. I mean, you've been there for so long, you put in so much and the organization just doesn't respect you like that. I mean, that stings, you it's know, it's one of those relationships where he's asking for something all the time. All right. So imagine, you know, I don't know when you're in a relationship, you're just offering, you know, the other, you know, side like, Hey, um, let's go do this. Like you're just basically asking them for, right. for, it's you know, complete- basically stuff and, and for benefits and you're not getting anything in return. You're just basically getting no's like, oh, hey, let's go to the movies. No, I don't want to go to the movies today. Like everything that you try to do to try to like put in an effort towards making the relationship work is basically just going downhill and getting debunked. Right. It's a it's a complete one sided relationship. in in that sense, and, and it just I mean, it makes sense. You know, it, it football is the most team oriented game in the four, you know, the four major sports of, you know, football, uh, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Probably the most team-oriented game, in my opinion. And part of that team is not just on field, you know, the quarterback, the running back, offensive linemen, wide receivers, whatnot, all those guys. It's also the cooperation between the coaching staff and the front office, and from the front office to the on-field players, and from the coaching staff to the on-field players. And I think the best organizations in the NFL right now, I think, you know, I mean, as of late, I, I do think that we have to put Tampa Bay up there. I do think that we have to put San Francisco up there. 
And I think when you, those kinds of teams, you know, Seattle, I mean, nah, I can't see Seattle. Never mind. Yeah. Pretend you did. Pretend you didn't hear that one. <laughs> right. Seattle's a little messy up there. Uh, you know, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Baltimore. Those are, those are um, organizations that have great communication between the three branches of the organization, which is, you know, the front office, the coaching staff and, you know, training staff, all the, you know, employees, and then the players. Well, you can definitely tell that there's a difference uh, between the NFL and the NBA, and you can kind of see it where you look at the Lakers situation with LeBron, and he's able to talk to Jeannie Buss on a day-to-day basis about oh, yeah. the fundamentals and the um, the moves of the organization and what players they're picking up. So when you see these NFL players wanting to do that and wanting to be able to have a voice and you're getting shot down 24 seven, you're going to get frustrated. You're not going to be wanting to put all your hundred percent effort into this organization anymore. You're not going to be able to, to play uh, the way that you're usually playing on a high level performance because your mind is in a complete different spot and you're like, okay, well, your mindset at that point during the game is why am I even trying at this point for this team and trying to win? Um, every single game that I go out there and I compete. So when I see players like Brady being able to have a voice inside the Tampa Bay organization and being able to pick up players like Antonio Brown um, that they picked up last season, just out of nowhere on the free agency um, Mm -hmm. waiver wires, um, I kind of see that's, I, I applaud it. Honestly, I love when players are able to have a say in the organization because they're playing football every single day. They're seeing it as much as the front office people are saying it, but they're on the field. So they know how players move on the field. They know when, I don't know, when you're the Baltimore Ravens and you're Lamar Jackson and you're seeing, um, players that are on the Steelers coming in like the linebackers, the more famous ones. Um, TJ Watt. Right. Right. Devin Bush. Exactly. When you see those players moving at you and on the field, right in front of your damn eyes and you want those players to come play for your organization, but they pick up somebody in the draft. Your organization says, fuck you. I'm not going to pick up the free agent players that, you know, you want to join us, we're going to just pick up the players that we want that is going to suit our uh, organization. You know, when it comes down to, it could come down to the salary or it could come down to attitude of the player. But um, at the end of the day, the players know who is good. They, they know what talent is and they see it every single day on the field. Right. There is a definitely a chemistry factor that I think always needs to be factored in because it's like, like, yes, you can see a chemistry like on court, like you could see the chemistry between a, I don't know, a LeBron and a D Wade. And if, you know, we're talking football, you could see the, you could see the chemistry between right now, Green Bay, a Rogers and an Adams guys that have worked together, you know, they know each other. And, you know, as a player, you, you feel that. And it's, it's important to listen to your players because like I said, you can see a chemistry, but you can't always, you can't see a chemistry exactly developing though. You know what I mean? Like you'll see it when it's present, but you can't see it in its early stages, but a player could tell it's coming in its early stages. So I think it's important to listen to your players in that sense. And and like the whole player to player empowerment thing, like it's, I think it's a good thing that this is starting to expand between 
you know, transcend sports. Like it's, it started definitely in the NBA and now it's really starting to pick up steam in the NFL. And I, in my opinion, I don't know about, I'm about to ask you this, Danny, I think it just makes for all around better football and better sports too. Because if you listen to these players, you're opening your you're opening yourself up to a completely different point of view. You're broadening your mind, kind of. You're making yourself smarter. So, in my opinion, you know, from the fan perspective, I just think it. I'm happy because I think it makes better sports. I love seeing Tom Brady down there throwing to Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and you know everybody. And I want to see you know I want to see Aaron Rodgers get what he is due. And that is an organization that listens to him and actually takes his opinion into consideration when, you know, considering draft picks and free agency moves and contracts and, you know, all the things that go into the day-to-day life of an NFL executive. And I think it's going to make for better sports. Yeah, definitely. And respect needs to be given to Aaron Rodgers' voice at the end of the day. Um, Basically, just to wrap this up. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not happy with the situation uh, in Green Bay, obviously, and the organization is going through um, some tough times dealing with the players and dealing with the salary also. So um, I would honestly uh, like to see Aaron Rodgers play with the Green Bay Packers still. I think that he deserves... um, I think he deserves the money that is given to him. I think Devontae Adams also deserves the money that is given to him. But, I mean, don't I don't see the Green Bay Packers offering Devontae Adams the money that he's deserved. And definitely, I feel like the Green Bay Packers, even though they're overpaying, um, they're over their salary cap. I just think that um, more money should be given to players of that caliber. Yeah, and it's... That's another thing that whole, that whole Devonte Adams angle. Like if they don't, cause like I said, I mean, they're way over, this is, he's going into his contract year and you know, like one of the reasons he wanted that new contract was because for a while up until just a few days ago, when uh, Rogers reported to training camp, there was an uncertainty there at quarterback. So it's like Devonte Adams clearly wants to perform above and beyond in his contract year when he's about to be able to make a shit ton of money. Right. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, that makes it a lot harder for him, doesn't it? So wouldn't, if you were Devonte Adams, wouldn't you want your money now to be guaranteed what Rodgers or no Rodgers that you're getting paid what you deserve to be paid? Right. You're getting paid a high amount while a starting quarterback that is making a ridiculous amount of money is still you know, on the salary cap spot. Exactly. So you're, you know that you're guaranteed that money with or without the the player that is receiving the most amount of money, which is Aaron Rodgers, of course. So I feel like they should be the top two paid, no matter what Devontae oh, yeah. Adams should be paid the max amount, um, a very high amount, way more than they're probably planning to offer him with Aaron Rodgers on that salary cap spot. And it also depends kind of like where... Where's the team, where the team is at? Like if they like, say they have a really, really good year this year, they're like Devante, like, Hey, we still have Aaron. We still have, you know, all these key guys are like, we just cannot afford you to pay this, you know, 20, $23 million dollars a year to you right now. They're like, hey, we are this close to winning a Super Bowl. Why don't you take 17, 18 million a year and we'll add another piece and we'll run back at it. That could happen. That's a possibility. But that, like I said, of course, depending on 
how the Packers do perform in the upcoming season, which I think is probably going to be pretty good. Do they have the option to franchise tag him, though? No. Nope. Wait. Uh, um, Devontae Adams. I would have to look deeper into his contract yeah. for that. I would have yeah. to look deeper into the contract for that. I don't think so. I think he's past the franchise tag stage in his uh in his career now. So I think they would have to re-sign him. But like this is the real issue thing. Like there's another angle I wanted to get to right here before we wrap this one up is if they don't like let, let's say they'd give that, you know, that talk I just kind of laid out for you uh to Devontae Adams. If if he says no and he walks, dude, that's a huge part of your offense. That you don't have anymore. Which team would he fit in best with? I want to hear this. I know. It's not hard for a wide receiver to fit in, man. Like, you just got to have a good good relationship with your quarterback. And I like Devontae Adams. Like, dude, he could fit in anywhere, in my opinion, man. Like, he does he does everything. He, he runs long routes, short routes. Like, the only thing he doesn't have is, like, huge size. Yeah. Like, he's he's definitely a good build and stuff like that. But he's not, like, Julio, no, like, 6'4", you know, like. Yeah. He's like a, you know, I think he's about like six foot or something like that. Six one, six two. I heard Aaron Rodgers is like taking interest in the Denver Broncos. I heard that yes, was a big, he uh, that was a big thing on Twitter for a little bit. Yeah. He was spotted in, um, in collar in Denver with John Elway playing golf, you know, having dinner. It's actually, I believe his girlfriend or his fiance or whatever is from Colorado. Um, and that's an interesting, like, dude, that would be good because, you know, one thing that John Elway can't do, I mean, he's a pretty damn good executive, Yeah, but it's kind of funny because he was a great quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Can't can't recruit quarterbacks for shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, though, is that Denver has always had a decently good defense, but they've never had a good offense to fuel it. That's why when Peyton Manning came in, he was able to execute very well on the Broncos is because their defense was basically like top of the league. And you had an offense that was able to fire back when the other team scored. So to have Aaron Rodgers go to that organization when their defense, I mean, their defense is a little shitty right now, but I'm sure that they can build it up and have um, players join them on free agency and they can make the right pickups. I mean, the Denver Broncos safety, in my opinion, Patrick Sertain in the draft from Bama. Exactly. So the Denver Broncos could make a push in the future and Aaron Rodgers could end up leaving after this season. But we don't know that yet. I would love to see him in Denver because I think it'd just be the perfect fit. And it's like, huh, let's think. What other old aging quarterback, old aging but great quarterback, went to Denver late in their career to win a Super Bowl? Hmm. Yeah. Does a Peyton Manning ring a bell? Exactly, man. Exactly. It's happened before. We've seen this before, dude. History repeats itself. The thing about the Rodgers situation in Green Bay right now is you're going to have to start seeing some early evidence of them listening to him and being um, very like uh, just listening to him on a day-to-day basis. And you're going to have to see early signs because if we don't see anything in the news about early like um, the Green Bay Packers making the right moves and just, you know, basically saying to Aaron Rodgers, like, Hey, we're going to listen to you, you know, more often. And they come out as a press conference, like, all right, well, Aaron Rodgers expressed, like, you know, we should do this and we're going to, you know, we've made moves to benefit, um, Aaron Rodgers and the respect he thinks he deserves at the end of the day. So you just need to see early signs in the news about just Aaron Rodgers, um, getting the respect that he's, you know, definitely deserves. 
Right. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I think that was a good episode, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. It was a fantastic episode. A little NFL episode for you guys. Uh, a little bit of a shorter one. We're going to try and start doing a little bit shorter but more precise episodes. Just a little bit of a uh, you know format change for you. But we thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys soon whenever it is our voices get to grace your heavenly ears. <laughs> Peace, y'all. We thank you for listening.